We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to Group Therapy. It's Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. Hope everyone enjoyed a win, because that was certainly something. I enjoyed uh, actually getting to cover a win, because I want to say the last several games that I've had to recap were all losses, which may be... We can blame me for all the Mavs issues. Okay, folks. So before we get up here on stage, uh, just a quick reminder. First, you should check your podcast feed for a... A uh, quick re- recap from Josh Bo and I, uh, go to MavsMoneyBall.com, check out our various articles, and when you come up on stage here, uh, remember to unmute yourself. I'm going to prioritize uh, folks that haven't been coming in. Hope everybody understands. Also, going to try to keep this tight to about a half hour, just because there, I don't know, there's not too, too much to say on this game, but let's see how we're doing. Okay, looks like my wonderful cast of uh, regular friends have uh, uh, hit the request button, so we're just going to start working through folks. Brett, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Doing pretty well. Uh, I would say my first observation, and this is something that I had also kind of noticed in the the last game as well, is that the crunch time offense has like reverted back to the pre-last year type, where it's just four guys stand around and watch Luca try to ISO. Yeah. I mean, this game was about trying to make it out. Um, I don't know if we'll see that. Like the Rockets are such a high variance team where they just have like a guy like Jalen green. It's the first time I've, I've seen him play on TV. I got to see him play twice in person and he is, he is just electric when he gets cooking. So it really felt like they were just trying to run out the clock. Um, because, you know, Porzingis had to sit the whole fourth quarter, which really kind of messed with their rotations. They played all 15 guys, as we know, so it was a little funky. So I I wouldn't worry about that too much yet. 
probably the, the the more thing I would worry about is why we were not beating the crap out of the Rockets to begin with. But um, I and I, you know, with this point in the season, I just talked about this yeah. with Josh. It's kind of the sort of thing where you would rather you'd rather start out kind of bumbling along and then get cooking later in the year than start out really really hot and only go like only have have to go down like the these Mavericks are are, are playing kind of ugly right now but they're two and oh or two and one which I'll take yeah I mean like and the, the hope is that you know obviously that they'll like learn from these kind of mistakes rather and like learn from these issues rather than you know this only showing up late in the year or in some in big games where it matters more than against like like you can get away with like looking really terrible against like the Rockets um, and I mean, I would say the other thing to touch on is like, I don't understand. I mean, other than like doing it as a bit, I don't understand like playing all 15 guys. Like, well, Rick I mean, like, said I, in post, I, I, again, no, it doesn't Rick. matter. Kid said in post game that the other players had asked to do this. Um, and if that's the case, that's fine. You just kind of go with it. Oh yeah. I mean, like, again, it's the Rockets. It's not going to, not going to hurt you. I just, I mean, right. I though when Boban was in the game in the first quarter, I was just kind of like rolling my eyes. I mean, like it worked, but every every time Boban plays like meaningful minutes, it's just like makes you consider the state of the roster. Sure, but with Boban, you kind of got to you got to you really got to view it as is this something they are are ever. It's such a trump card where it's either going to work or it's not, and you really figure that out in the first ninety seconds that he's on the floor, because all offense is Boban centric, yeah. and he hit all five of his shots. He just threw the young Rockets off enough, and and that the Mavericks kind of needed that shock because the Rockets were playing pretty confident at that point. Well, the Mavericks just weren't hitting. Well, and and the Rockets aren't a team that is like has the experience or poise to like take advantage of like the, the easy ways that you should play offense when like Boban is yeah. in the game. Like yeah. they're not going to hunt him in the way that you know a veteran team would. So, but yeah, I don't know. Anything else? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it was, it was a perfectly adequate game. I mean, like they didn't lose, like they lost, they lost the same game basically last year. So, I mean, like that's a good thing. Sure, they're sure. Beating they're beating. They're beating lottery bound teams. That feels like progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, like, like Luca was engaged. I mean, like a little bit disengaged in the first half, but like that's kind of just the way that the offense has been set up for him. Well, he missed some bunnies. He was pissed. Yeah. He missed those three layups in a row, and and oh, that sort of took the wind out of their offensive sails for about six minutes. Yeah, I mean, well, the other thing that I was thinking was that also just with him, like, emotionally, like, him not getting teed up on some of the, like, the refereeing was pretty egregious in this game um, all around. And, and like, when on the broadcast, they noted that it was, like, whoever's, whatever the ref's first time doing it, I was like, okay, that makes some sense. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, like, he, he would have definitely gotten teed up last year. And I think for overall sure. this season, like, him not doing that is good. Oh God! So, for anybody who's like following along um, with the post game stuff, uh, <laughs> like for the the council that Kid talked about is quite literally Luca Porzingis and and Hardaway. Uh, Jason Kidd said that on the Mark Followell podcast, so it's like it's not like a secret thing. <laughs> it's like this is who is doing it, and you know it 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 is who 
it's it's just it's just something funny to talk about. I'm not really going to think about it too much. <laughs> I, I can I just I love my feed right now with the different jokes that are coming from it. But uh, well, thanks for joining us, Brett. Got anything else? Sure thing, buddy. All right, coming up next, we got Chris. How are we doing tonight? Did you get to go to the game? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm just watching it at home, just like probably everybody else. Um, anybody else think that uh, KP looked like Ivan Drago at the end of Rocky Four when he came out with that shiner? Yeah, and <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned that. Josh Bo and I just talked about this to where Josh was kind of curious as to whether he should have been playing because I thought he looked fine defensively, and I just think his shot is going to start going at some point. I mean, he's just kind of in a bit of a in a in a bit of a. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a, a hitting slump? <laughs> yeah. Sh- yeah. Some type of shooting funk. And I, I don't know. I must've missed it. I didn't re- rewind my DVR to see it, but did he get hurt on a play with, to get the back, back tightness where he had to come out the rest of the game? I mean, or was it just a, a random? I, I will say that I personally question the tightness thing because he was standing and jumping on the bench. Things weren't working for him tonight. That's okay. Oh, yeah. That's okay. And you move along, you go to the next, you go to the next one. He took that shiner. He played great defense or he tried to play great defense. He did the things we can ask of him. I didn't think he took many bad shots. Still think he kind of over dribbles, but you know, that's just kind of life with Chris Stepps for Zingas. And, and overall, yeah. it was cr- really crazy to see. I mean, when was the last time in a regular season game? We, we've seen all 15 players play unless it's like a blowout, you know, garbage time. Right. Um, but that's okay. I mean, I, I'll take this one because last year there was – how many games did we have where we lost against these t- type of teams? I mean, I know Toronto and, and the Rockets were giving us trouble tonight, but, hey, if we started out bad in the first quarter, I mean, whatever, we we ended up playing good in the, in the beginning of the third quarter. I think last season we were always struggling at the beginning of the third quarter. Um, yeah, that was weird. That was like – I feel like third quarter Mavs, like barfing has been a thing for my entire adult life, and so to watch them come out and put on a 13-0 run was fun. But this thing with Luca coming out at the end of the first quarter, I mean, within 45 seconds, Rockets went on an 8-0 run. I mean, this is uh, this has got to be addressed where somebody's got to hold the fort down when he's off, when he's on the bench. So sure. Well, Brunson played a heck of a game. That's probably oh, yeah, one yeah, of yeah, Brunson's yeah. best games as Maverick. Um, it's just and Reggie Bullock, game. man. I know he was going to be a good pickup, but I think this is going to be a great pickup. I mean, he's just I, I love his game. You just as soon as he gets time, he's just going to shoot a three. He's you know good on defense. But uh, and then you know Bobon is out there playing like he's at Dave and Buster's, <laughs> just how tall he is. You just know, just have a great time. So I, I listen to the Rockets announcers because my feed was being glitchy for the Mavs. And Ryan Hollins, former Mavericks great Ryan Hollins, mm-hmm. was on there was Never on their call, yeah. and he was just like like making just ridiculous comments every time Bobon shoots the ball because when he does, it really it's just, it looks like he's throwing a Nerf ball in a hoop. So <laughs> yeah, or he's like a senior in high school versus a bunch of fourth graders, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But lastly, he was good tonight. Lastly, I'm kind of liking. I mean, this is not just this game, but in general, how the refs are calling the games. I mean, they're kind of just letting everybody play. To be honest with you, I, so far I feel yeah. really consistent. I think Brunson got away with murder a few times, but you know, you'll do what you got to right, do. Right. The games are going by smoother. There's not more of these uh, reviewable calls. I mean, I don't know the games I've seen. It just they've gone by quicker. I, I, I like it. So that they're, they're not calling these little. You know, this little pussy foul. So I, I like I like where this is going. So, well, I'm glad you had fun. All right, let's talk yes, soon. Hope you come back because we got three more games in the next five days. So, yeah, see y'all Thursday. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, coming up next. Jeez, 
Got a whole crew, folks. What is happening? Um, let's go with Ethan. Hi, Ethan. How are you? Welcome to the chat. Hit that unmute button down. What's going on, Kirk? Sorry, this is my first uh, Spotify green. That is okay. I wanted to. I'm. I'm. I'm encouraged. I want people who uh, are joining for the first time to get a chance to come up and speak. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're just sharing thoughts on the game and stuff. Anything you want to talk about or questions? Let's let's have at it. Yeah. I mean, I think you take you take these. You know, we're, we're playing a Houston team that's obviously not going to do anything this year, except like you said earlier with the lottery. Um, uh, I, I think I was actually. What, you know, it was a it was a rough game, and like you were saying with KP, it was a rough game for, you know, Luca Luca made made stuff happen. You know, he's Luca Doncic. He's gonna get rebounds. He's gonna he's gonna get assists. He's gonna get, he's really great in the basket. His shots has looked uh, not like it looked like the start of last year. I don't know if you would agree with that. Like kind of like getting off to a slow start. Uh, slow start. With- Anything super far. I mean, I'm liking the I'm liking the short like the mid range yeah, stuff, but absolutely. his threes. Yeah, I mean, like it's just like like there's just a few like ones off the side of the you know the the backboard and stuff. I was like, man, that's just you know not like him. But but you want him taking those shots. It's you know it's it's a part of his game. You don't want to you know say tell him not to be taking that stuff. Um, I've actually been um, you know oh and also with with Hardaway, you know I I'm I'm on the this the Hardaway train where you know I'm fine with him taking you know those. Sometimes crazy, just coming up and jacking a three because with with Hardaway you're getting um, you're gonna get you know five. There's gonna be nights where he's just on yeah. fire. I mean, look at last, look at the the night. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, he's why he's why we wanted Toronto. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Misses first three and then makes six in a row. So, um, yeah, I think I think adding like the other guy said, uh, Reggie and stuff. Um, I I would have to agree with a lot of Twitter. I, I'm not a big fan of the Powell start. Um, I I think this the spacing issues wasn't as big of a deal. Like the first few, like first few games were just the first two were absolutely terrible. Like it seemed like nothing. It wasn't much better today and stuff. But I mean, um, it, it just seems way more flowy, like way more fluid out there when you got when you got Maxi and. Um, so, what, what do you think about the spacing of this game and, and how uh, how I feel like the some of the bench players actually stepped up, especially since we played offense? I mean, the, the bench players are why Dallas was in the game. I mean, Luca brought them home, but it was an ugly first half. The Powell stuff is, is the last bullet point that I wrote about in the recap tonight. And I essentially said, I, I don't understand what they're seeing. I'm kind of in no longer in the business of kicking the shit out of Powell because – there are things that I know that he does that the Mavericks. Yeah, he is by far the best screen setter on the team. The problem is, is, is in terms of rim protection. Absolutely. If another team has a decent rim defect uh, defender, then his roles are kind of useless. Um, and then there, then it's basically four on six uh, uh, on when yeah. the Mavericks are trying to play offense. And so I'm just, I would like to see a little Dorian sliding over to playing four. And Bullock, and I'm not necessarily sure if that needs to be the starter. I don't really. I've that, I would just like to see that yeah. period. And then Ma- and and Maxi gives him more because Maxi will shoot. Yeah, Powell. Like when Powell took a three, did you? The look on Porzingis' yes. face when Powell <laughs> took the three was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" Pass me the ball. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so. 
I was like, swing that ball, please. I, just I do it. I, I mean, fires away with his terrible three. I, I tell the story every uh, time it's possible, but I was at the summer league where the Mavericks game gave Dwight Powell the green light and he was shooting like nine threes a game. Yeah. It was so <laughs> bad. I mean, uh, yeah, that was that. That's and, and, and like you said, one thing, you know, everyone's a lot of on Twitter will like, you know, complain about, you know, Powell stuff in there and there. Yeah. Like you said, there's some issues, but it, but there's not, there's, we don't really have great options at the five unless you slide KP to the five. Like we're always going to have like a, that's been a big focal point, like problem with the Mavs. Like you, let's say you, you want to do a, well, Willie's not going to work at all. I mean, I feel like he's way too soft when he's in the paint and you know, Boban's Boban's fun and good and we all love him and stuff, but he's going to have the same defensive struggles as Powell. If you get him switched on the outside guards, he's going to get torched. So it's, it's just, absolutely, it's just a hard situation to be in for, for the Mavs. And, and, and that's, that's one great thing about having, you know, that we're only three games into the season is, and with the new coaches, they have time to figure it out, you know, and we can criticize and we want to, we want to make sure that they're doing the right things, but you know, they, we, they have time. And I, I, I think, I think we're going to be just fine. I think we're going to be just fine. Season, some schedule's pretty. The schedule's pretty balanced overall. Like, there's not. I was looking at like the Bulls' schedule. You go look at who the Bulls have to play the next like month, and it's like it's like 14 <laughs> straight games of playoff, like really, like uh, playing or up guys. Like the Mavericks never really have a stretch like that, and so they have yeah. these opportunities to do things like they were doing. You know, I I, I would have liked to have seen a, a little more lineup creativity tonight. But they're trying to play all 15 guys, so it's hard to be. Yes, it's hard for me to be my normal bitchy self about that sort of thing. Once, once it, once it became <laughs> like the, the normal, the normal, yeah, Kirk. just raging. But it's like, oh, okay, you know, I, I get and, what they're going for. So yeah, and my, this might be my last thing because I don't want to hog too much time, even though this is so much fun. And um, is with one thing with KP, and you know, we can we can harp on KP and stuff, but like I had to agree with you on the defense, especially with that. I like so I, I was a varsity basketball player and in high school. So like, I, you know, I'm not one of those people who don't, don't understand what's going on. Like, I, I feel like I'm very sure. in stuff, you know, I, I well, you remember getting yelled at. You remember what it's like to fuck up playing defense. Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, 30, I'm 36 <laughs> and I still have horrifying memories of getting yelled it's at the for, worst. Blowing, for blowing yeah. stuff. So, and, 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 and so it's the same thing with shots. It's the same thing with Luca, you know, shots are going to fall. So I'm not really, I'm not really worried about his offense. There's some times it, when, when he gets those post-ups that I feel like I'm like, oh, he's so predictable. He's going to do this turnaround pull-up. And he gets those those foul calls, which are, are fouls and stuff. But I, w- I would like to see some, um, set, you know, the Mavs start knocking down some of those opens. But, you know, it's the, like I said, his first few games, I think I think he's going to be fine. I, I think his defense at least is looking better than it's looked, you know, since. Yeah, you can not, they can live with they can live with the offense being a little janky. As long as his defense yes. is fine, that was what was so painful last year. Is even though he posted really oh my good, word. He posted really eff- oh. efficient numbers, but his defense sucked. So it was like, okay, well, you're really not <laughs> not doing the thing that we need you here for. But Ethan, thank you for uh, how for joining us tonight, times- man. I hope you come back. Yeah, how many times did you see him get beat on back doors last year? <laughs> it, I, it just upsets me. He's just uh, even <laughs> thinking about it. like the film is so much different now. I'm really oh, glad. So much better. See you, Kirk. Have a good night. All right. See if any more folks that I do not recognize. I apologize if I don't get to you tonight, guys. There's like 20 people waiting. Josh, welcome. How are you? Yes, thank you. Can you hear me? All right, thanks. 
Well, I've been a big fan, and I wanted to thank you for uh, helping me through the pandemic because your podcast, along with Josh, that was a savior for sure because, man, that was that was just a rough time not to have decent basketball or anything to talk about. But I'll be quick with a few. Um, actually, I was about to go, like, full-blown worry, Josh. After that first quarter, I was like, man, really? Is this going to happen tonight? But they pulled it out. So I'm going to be more positive, and I'd like to give some props to uh, Silas, our former assistant coach. Man, he got those young guys playing hard, and they did not quit. And uh, you got to give the opposition credit. I mean, there's some players there. There's at least three or four players who look like they could be on a good team someday. So that's nice to see. I love a number of their guys. Uh, Garuba was – I was – he was my one of my secret hopes for the draft, um, and then there I heard after the fact that the Mavericks were considering like they were trying to find a way to go get him. He didn't even play tonight. He's like a six foot eight ball of energy. Sang, sang, how do you say his name? Sang Sangoon. He's fun. Oh, I, I couldn't figure that out either. The- he and, and they just have a bunch of fun dudes. Yeah, uh, like yeah. Jayshon Tate Very is rough. incredible. Very rough. Yeah. Well, they're gonna be bad, but you know what? Like I. I I would love to see some of those guys in Mavericks uniforms. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because I'm just tired. Yeah, we won by less than 10, though. If that team had one more year under their belt, I don't know what the outcome would have been. But uh, yeah. the next point I want to talk about, I did find it very strange about the lack of Porzingis minutes in the second half, and especially in uh, those important moments. But um, – to me, it feels like Jason Kidd is just sort of he like he didn't look at any film from last year, and he's just literally trying to figure out everything from every player he's seeing in these first three months. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's good or bad because he's getting a fresh perspective. But these guys are on film. Like most of these guys were here last year. And if you're not going to play Porzingis in the second half very much, especially in the tight spots. I, I don't know about that. That that bothered me a little bit. Well, he did have, you know, they, they he didn't play it all in the fourth quarter because of, they said, back tightness. And so you have to kind of wonder if whatever is going on with him physically was something that he – because he, he is a stubborn guy. He always wants to play. So it, mm-hmm. to this point, I'm almost wondering if he wasn't feeling great at halftime then tried to did play through it and then – what's that? Did he look bad to you? His movement looked okay to me. I thought he looked great, but if you know, if he's not feeling right at this point, I don't want to, you know, never want to second guess that guy because if he's actually noting to the medical staff that that he's not feeling good, that has to mean something, even if he's looking fine, because that's when you you end up doing something wrong, and you know he we've seen him collapse into a you know basically like a the uh he he just collapses like a house of cards, and so it's if. He, I'm, I'm not. Re- I don't want to read into it too much, but I, I know what you mean. It's a little bit disconcerting, but then you just move on to the next one because they play again in yeah, two he days. Yeah, had a rough game. He's had a rough physical start to this season because he's finally playing defense. So maybe we'll just chalk it up to that. <laughs> and sure. Up. So I'll move on. I love it. One. Yeah. And real quick, because I know you got a lot of guys tonight. I didn't know you had such a big room, but um, okay, Luca. Thank goodness that he's showing a little bit better poise. Because every time I try to praise Luca to my friends who are basketball fans, 
they're like, oh, he's so whiny and he complains about everything. At least up to this point in the season, he seems to be handling it with a little bit uh, more grace and patience than he did last year. Let's put it that way. Oh, he got 16 texts last year in 70 games. And so he hasn't gotten one yet, which feels off that pace. <laughs> so so I'll take it. Stretch. There's going to be a week or two where, where the old Luca comes out. But I'm hoping that he just – you can't pull yourself out of the game like that. And it was it was a momentum killer last year. Every time he would get into the Oh, God. I mean – Every year it's been pretty bad. And the, I just, I don't remember a time he's had some pretty awful turnovers caused by non foul calls. Um, but I do think that, that there's something to the fact that he's griping a little bit less. He had like two incidents tonight, but they were dead ball sort of calls. They weren't the live ball things where he's just, you know, throwing a fit. And then that's, fine. yeah, who cares? You're talking to the ref while nothing's, it's fine. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Last point, and then I'll leave it to someone else. Um, Okay, look, the line of whiplash, everyone playing tonight like it's a preseason game, um, eight people playing last game like it's a playoff game. Honestly, like I said before, I just feel like Jason Kidd is not aware of what this team is. Like, I, I, I see what style he's trying to implement, and I feel like he just doesn't really understand the personnel he has been given. He wants them to do things that they're not possibly capable of doing off the ball movement playmaking these are not things that we got these guys for we got these guys to shoot threes and play d but uh, that's my thought on that thank you very much yeah thanks for joining us hope you come back josh all right coming up next let's see who we got in here uh daniel welcome daniel how Doing are good, you man how are you Great, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Long time listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> I I had just literally just two points. So first of all, I just wanted to say, as a five six, a man who is only five six, it really pisses me off to see our big men play so small. <laughs> um, <laughs> if if God gave me what they have, Lord have mercy. Um, it's a little annoying that you know Dwight Powell seems to be the only big who is our smallest big that is excited to go back up when he gets a rebound close to the basket. Um, so yeah, it was just, it hurt me a lot. Um, so it was really nice to see Moses Brown minutes cause he's someone that actually uh, tries to maneuver in, down low when he can. But um, another thing too. So last, so last season when, um, when the Rockets got rid of Harden, I remember thinking I was almost kind of scared when they brought in like uh, John Wall and, and Oladipo and stuff. Cause I was like, man, I kind of like John Wall. I kind of like Oladipo and I've always hated the Rockets with my whole heart. Um, at least since, you know, the McGrady days. So I'm like, I'm just like, I don't want to like not hate them after tonight, man, dude, that when Jay Sean Tate did the whole school of Chris Paul flop on uh, Luca late game and then, like, a possession or two later, Christian Wood is, like, fighting for position against Luca and is hooking his arm and, like, f- just flailing around. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I hate this team. Um, <laughs> so It's good. You know? No, we're, we're not allowed to really – like, we really shouldn't hate anything anymore. But sports is still the last place where we're allowed to irrationally dislike people for things that they do that don't affect us in the slightest. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. is so good 
and a absolute crazy person. And so it, 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 they're just going to be fun to play this year. Right, and and right. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Jalen Green didn't have a good game, but I really recommend you guys keep like, like a, a Twitter watch on this guy. He is just, whoo, like they don't, like guys don't play like this anymore. Like he is a gunner's gunner and he's also good. It's not just shooting to shoot. So it's like, they're going to be, they're going to be annoying to play with this year. So it's like, the more I talk about it, well, yeah, I'm, I'm mad they only won by 10. Like they should have won more. The second thought is like when you play a team this feisty that has nothing to lose, sometimes you just yeah. got to take their best shot and get out of dodge. Right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 something, and I've seen some uh, Jalen Green stuff this year, and it, like I, it really does blow my mind that this is his first year because he plays Looks like a man. Like a yeah, he really yeah. does. He does not. I mean, that's what the the G that like he's a. That I, I want to say he was on the G League Ignite team. He's just such a, a an example of why you want to get these guys in NBA systems and show them how to do stuff. Because over enough time, over enough reps, like they're not playing college systems, and it's he's going to be a heck of an NBA player. Yeah, I agree. It's it's and it, it's it's it really is fun to like to kind of hate them again. So as much as I like get frustrated with like them chirping or maybe us chirping back. It makes it exciting. It's like, oh, wow, this is actually a fun rivalry, you know, the hometown thing. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Thanks for having me, man. Sure. Thanks for coming. Hope you come back. All right. going to bring up a couple more folks and then head on home. Jose, what's up tonight? What did you, you think of the game? Oh, I, I actually really liked the game. I liked the intensity. I, I felt like it was a rivalry even with the the younger cast, uh, I really liked how Luca basically bully balled uh, Jalen Green, and uh, I had spoke to somebody and I said, uh, if Jalen Green just gets a little bit of muscle on him, a little bit more muscle on him, he's gonna be a really big threat <laughs> uh, to the Mavericks to the entire league because I mean the 30 piece that he put up against Boston was good enough. So if he could just find that throughout the season and just put on some more uh, body mass, he'll, he'll be an interesting watch. I also liked uh, Sangoon as well. Like uh, the, the commentators, uh, local broadcasters, they were saying, what was he doing to the basketball? And, uh, I forgot where I had heard it from, but he basically says a prayer before he shoots up uh, his free throws. And he actually had to speed up his uh, prayer uh, before he shoots his free throws because of the uh, 10 second rule. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's great. <sighs> right. Uh, w- one question I was going to ask, uh, Chris had, had talked about this earlier and that was going to be the first thing that I actually spoke about was, uh, about the fouls and everything like that. Uh, what's, what's your take on, on, you know, less fouls being. I like that it keeps the game moving. Um, as long as they're consistent with the physicality, I felt like the Mavs, I mean, the Mavs kind of were beneficiaries of some stuff tonight and I don't really feel like that very often um but you know through three games i've not had anything to complain about and i don't know if he's in the chat anymore but mavs moneyball contributor matthew is like his thing is bitching about the refs and our and our slack and he hasn't done it that much this year and i don't know if that's because he's trying to not complain about them or if there's just less to complain about um but i've, I've been okay i've been okay with it uh so, so far, far. 
Yeah, I've really liked it because uh, I could watch almost any team uh, and just the game feels like it just goes by so fast. It actually keeps it a little bit more interesting, except for, of course, the blowout games. But even then, it's just like uh, like the games are really good. Like yesterday, I was watching the uh, Hornets and Celtics game and it went into overtime. And the only, like, fouls that were getting called was, like, the transition fouls, which I feel like should be taken out the game. But at the same time, I mean, I, I can't complain too much. I feel like the rules change is really a really good thing for the, the season. Yeah, I'm pleased with it. What else? You got anything right. else? Uh, Moses Brown should. More <laughs> <Yeah>. Moses. <laughs> Moses Brown should, should probably start. And I, I know that's probably, probably start. God, yeah. Jose with a heater. <laughs> yeah, I only say that because if you look at Willie Colley's sign, he just looks lost on the court. He doesn't look like where he. he, he I mean, Willie Colley Stein plays like he's he's taking a gummy before every game. There's just like a <laughs> hmm. You know, he's not super, he's not, you know, wound up and he's just calmly playing basketball and basketball is not a calm game. We, we need some intensity. Right. And then also like the white power, I already have my quarrels with him just getting pushed around and like Moses, he, he looked really good. I mean, yeah, it was a uh, three minutes that he played, but in those three minutes, he was, he was clogging the paint making it harder for whoever was driving to to the goal to get off shots. I mean, there was a play that he got beat on, but he, he just looks good. I, I like what I've seen in three minutes. <laughs> I saw, like, to be honest, I saw a lot of mistakes, but you, if you play with energy, more often than not, those mistakes can be mitigated because he's also huge. I mean, he's just... You watch him on the court, and like Willie has the same thing, where it's just like when those guys get their arms out, it's like, man, these dudes are big human beings. And there's just such a difference because Dwight Powell is six eleven with a six eleven wingspan. Uh Moses Brown, I want to think I want to say seven two with a seven five wingspan. Like that that's an extra like those those extra six inches, you know, particularly when challenging shots just really matters. So Right. And uh, also another hot take, I guess, uh, Frank Ninnick. Ah, damn it. I, I, I've been practicing it for for so long, and, and I still get stuck on it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> when I read it, I do the same thing, but it's Frank Nilkina. <laughs> right. Uh, he, he should probably be on the court with, with Bronson off the bench, just because I feel like him and Bronson will have a a better chance of moving the ball around. I mean, I like what Bronson did tonight with, with 11 assists, but I just feel like he still needs that, that extra little help, just like Luca in the starting sure. lineup. I, I feel like he needs that extra ball handler out there as well. But that's all I have for you, Kirk. Thanks for bringing me up. Sure thing, buddy. Okay, guys, we still got a number of people that want to talk, and I feel bad because I need to go to bed because it is late. Um, we got three more games in the next five days, so we'll be doing this again. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna take a screenshot here, and I will try to bring some of y'all up uh, earlier in the show next time. You know how much I appreciate you guys tuning in for this. We will, uh, you know, report back in on this soon enough. I hope you guys have a good night, and we will talk soon.
Go Mavs! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.